Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome back to Cut to the Grace. I hope everyone's having an amazing week. So today is part two of my new little mini series, New Writing Wednesdays, where we talk all things new musical theatre. Very exciting. I'm a massive new musical fan. So this is like my favourite thing ever. Um, today we have an absolutely incredible writer, Elliot Clay, who's kind of, I, I feel like Elliot, you're like buzzing right now and you're like about to explode. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like the, the simmering pot, like zzzz. Yeah, <laughs> you know I think I mean? that, that also might be the amount of coffee that I have <laughs> every day. But. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Elliot Clay, people. yeah. How you doing? Thanks welcome, so much for having welcome, me. Welcome, welcome, welcome. No, thanks for oh, having me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Um, so excited to chat to you about your new musical Millennials. Um, but before we start and we go into that and all its amazingness, how are you? How has lockdown been? It's been, um, well, it's definitely been challenging, but I think for, for the vast majority of people, it's been challenging, especially, um, you know, especially in the arts, particularly, I think for us and, and people. Um, you know, I was on tour when lockdown happened. I know you were in Anne Juliet when lockdown happened. So that's been, mm. it's been pretty hard, obviously losing, you know, acting jobs are really hard to come by. And when you get them, yeah. it's great, you know, and you want to try and cling on to yeah. them as much as possible. And, you know, when that happened, God, who could have guessed? And, um, so yeah but in some ways specifically with writing it's been like a, a, a blessing in a horrible disguise because suddenly yeah you've got all this free time where I can you know without having to work a few jobs each day just to you know pay the rent I can now focus fully on on writing which is really good or like just yeah. or play the xbox and think about writing and then feel bad about yeah <laughs> <laughs> and what tour were you doing i was doing million dollar quartet and we'd just done um i'd done it before a few years ago and we just come back from india so we'd done two weeks in india literally just before lockdown happened and it was as you left wow. india you could feel like just the atmosphere changing and people becoming like they were over here a little bit more fearful of the virus so yeah so yeah. then when we when we came back we did we were supposed to do six months uk and we did a week in southampton and one day in South End, and that was, that was it. Wow, yeah. it was so weird, wasn't it? That that moment when like we were all still in shows, yeah. And coronavirus became a thing, but yeah. no one really like fully understood the scale of it. And I remember saying to my assistant director, like, "Have you heard about this coronavirus thing?" Mm. And she's like, "Oh yeah, like you know, we're probably gonna shut for like two weeks, but it'll be fine." Yeah. Two weeks, yeah. she said. That'd be nice. <laughs> Here I am. But that that Monday um, that Monday night, like when I think all of us, you know, that announcement came out that the the government had said don't go to the theatre, and I think like like standing side by stage of side of stage waiting for your company manager to tell you not only are you going on tonight, but whether your whole job has gone. It yeah. was like. 
in a, in, a, in a like a slightly perverse way, it was kind of exciting because it felt really historic. It's like what I've never experienced anything yeah. like this yeah. in my life. And actually, we were, I think. Then of course, you see your social media. Everyone saying my show's stopped, and you know that's it. But I think we were one of three shows that on that Monday night actually went ahead. So we were. Yeah, we actually did. Oh, wow, yeah, we actually did. Good. We actually did the show, and I was on that night because I was the understudy. Actually, I was on that night, so it was like, it was quite a. If that was the last oh, time, like you know, it's nice to get. Yeah, that, so that, that was your like last time of Swan song, being yeah. like, see you later. Yeah, but, yeah, bye. <laughs> well, yeah, wow. But what a way to go out, getting to go on for your cover, I guess. Yeah, totally. And you know, and Million Dollar Quartet ends with like a, a massive party and all these rock and roll songs, see you later, alligator and hound dog and all that, and it was sort of. It was emotional looking out to seeing like quite quite an empty audience, but dancing and being in a theatre, and you think, God, that might be the last time in ages, yeah, and other, it in. you know, yeah. and it was yeah, it was my really last emotional. show. I was on for Juliet. Oh, were with you? Coronavirus, yeah. Oh, and with, I was with so the virus. Ill. Yeah, so. <laughs> well, I I think I had it. I think, I think we all had it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I was actually like seeing double um and then i just went i had to go home after the mass like it yeah it was a lot wow. it was a lot but wow. we're we're on the other end of lockdown now kind yeah. of who knows what's this kind of weird transitioning phase yeah. um and it's all very exciting things happening and amazing that you've had the time to do a bit of writing and making exciting plans for millennials um so obviously you're a performer as well how did you start writing and did you always perform first and how have you balanced that kind of writer performer lifestyle well i've yeah so i've always been a performer first you know i think i did like a very conventional route of doing amdram shows from when i was nine doing a few professional shows as a kid and then you know lucky to get into drama school and then onwards so i think it was quite conventional in that sense but I think at the same time that I started to perform as a kid, I also started to teach myself piano. So I think that was a, a big step towards being a writer that potentially I wouldn't be if yeah. I hadn't have done that. And I remember being, I was just as obsessed with performing as um, as playing the piano. And I think often people like to put you in a box and say, well, what are you? Are you are you an actor or are you a, are you a writer? And I think, why not be both? I mean, there's historic examples, aren't there, whether it's... You know, Shakespeare himself, you know, did some of his plays or Lin-Manuel or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I used to, I, I for, for ages, it wasn't in, probably until I left drama school that I started to actually write songs. I was always like tinkering around doing little instrumentals and stuff. But writing, writing a song is a very specific craft that, you know, that, mm. that is even different from playing the piano. You know, trying to tell a story through, well, I do words and, and music, lyrics and music. Mm. Um, I sort of started to properly explore that after drama school, basically when I had no job and all the time in the world <laughs> to uh, yeah. to do it really. So um, yeah, and then since then things have things have just evolved from there, which leads me up to you know writing millennials now. Yeah, yeah. Luke Bayer, who was obviously oh, in your year at yeah. drama school, he's he said that you were like the musical genius of the year. What and what he, like what, he, what he means like... by that is is people would bring me their sheet music and say, "Can you help me cut this?" Yeah. Or, you... <laughs> yeah. That's what they mean by genius. I, I feel like there's always people in a year who's like the yeah. people who everyone's like, "Do you mind just running this song for yeah. my audition?" Or I'd always be like um, chorus master, and the MD would be just like, "Oh, can you go through those harmonies?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But do you know what? Like, what an incredible skill to have, and like, it will just 
serve you amazingly in the well do you know what like well. it's also like, it also links straight in with performing because you know two mm-hmm. two jobs that i've had as an actor have been playing the piano as well have been acting music shows so really which Act i never Muso, set out which yeah. i never set out really to do you know i never sort of wanted to specifically become an actor music but um and i don't think there is such a specific thing really but um yeah yeah you know it's it's given me opportunities and jobs that you know otherwise wouldn't have been able to get so, yeah yeah I'm, I'm, I'm glad Definitely. for nine nine-year-old me for <laughs> being anti-social yeah. instead of playing the piano <laughs> i love that um so let's have a chat about why we're here and what you just said leading up to writing millennials yeah millenniums millenniums millennials that's it honestly the songs that have been released so far are absolute bops and i started writing right i can't talk it's i started right. watching it's your a po- it's a po- it's a podcast talking isn't important i know <laughs> honestly yeah i know um i started watching the video that you put on youtube about it and then i was like hang on a minute i i want I'm about to speak to Elliot, so I want him to tell me this. I'm not going to, like, ruin it for me. <laughs> um, so tell us a bit about millennials. Obviously, I'm very lucky to have a little inside on um, mm-hmm. some of the people involved and some of the potential future plans, which I yeah. won't reveal because I no. can't. But, oh, my goodness, you must be pinching yourself. Like, what incredible people to have in like interested in the show but let's tell us about the show what's it about what's the general theme of it yeah, the yeah. style and why and how you came to write it so millennials is a song cycle and each song tells a different story and a different millennial a different human being or human beings steps up to a microphone and confesses their story. And it could be about something really big, it could be something really small, but hopefully gives you a, a sort of kaleidoscopic uh, view of what that big word millennials means. Cause that's, that's it's, yeah. quite, it's quite a statement to call something millennials. Cause obviously that encompasses such a huge diversity of people and situations. Um, and I don't take that lightly. Um, yeah, and in terms of style, I've, I've tried to, make it as contemporary as possible. Because I think um, I think if you're talking about people living in the modern world, it's got to sound like the modern world. And I also think yeah. that, I think often musical theatre, there's, there's such a huge array of sounds and styles that I still don't think often musical theatre draws on. And I think sometimes if you, mm. you know, sometimes I think musical theatre over the last 20 years, I mean, other than big exceptions, I say Hamilton, Six as well, um, I think often it sounds like musical theatre has just been trying to sound like itself or just or just inching forwards. And I sort of wanted to, yeah, I wanted to just try and, and bring all these these styles that and and structures of song that often people say, no, pop songs can't work or pop songs can't tell stories. And actually I, to try yeah. and tell stories through pop songs is really, really it's, actually, it's really hard. It is it is tricky. Um, but when it works, I think there's something really exciting and hopefully um modern about it yeah yeah because when i when i first listened to see you and 21st century girl it was giving me kind of like the 1975 meets musical theater you know what i mean yeah yeah, and i was like oh my goodness honestly absolutely loved it and would you say you have any like musical or pop inspirations who helped you inspire the music 
or was it kind of just general the music you kind of liked listening to and made you feel things yeah i think well the nice thing about it being um a song cycle is what i've tried to do is every song to sort of feel like its own because it's a different human story for each song is that each each human comes with their own soundscape or their own sound language so yeah i think it's just like an amalgamation of everything that i probably used to listen to as a teenager or i listen to yeah. now and that could be anything from coldplay to ariana to coldplay. to you know to, to like i think yeah. it's just i don't know i'm a bit of a geek with music in that way and i think um i'm just as obsessed with sweeney todd as ghost stories by coldplay or or, or thank you next or whatever so i think um yeah i think just trying to bring all it's it's really it's great for me to just put everything that i'd like to listen to myself <laughs> into into an album yeah. all in one go <laughs> yeah yeah i love that and do all the characters ever meet or is it just absolutely separate journeys is there any connection between them I think that I think the connection is this this sense of community of being millennials, but each mm. each song is very separate. But I think um, you know, there's with with backing vocals and with dance and with staging. I think there is this sense of that it's a you know there's a there's a there's a slight element of there's a sort of tribe about it. We've spoken a lot about hair as being a reference point, which obviously mm. I know you know and. Um, yeah, so they're all very individual stories, but they are they are connected both musically. There's little themes that repeat, and I just think in in the broader sense, it's like people people coming together to find the courage to tell their stories. Because I think often millennials get a really bad press, and it's a it's quite a reactionary word. Yeah. You say that word millennials, and everyone suddenly has their own opinion on what they think yeah. that that is are they just going to be talking about avocados avocados totally yeah totally yeah avocados and tiktok yeah totally yeah (laughs) and like it's sort of diving diving deeper into that finding out really what is what are people feeling right now because it things haven't been great for a while and i think often what covid19 has done is sort of highlighted on a much wider scale some of the the problems that that we millennials are facing and younger people as a whole yeah and did you in terms of like the characters in the songs are they based on your own experiences did you have to do any research to find out like how people were feeling or did you kind of just base it on like pre-existing knowledge I don't know it's a little bit of a chicken and egg thing because I think as a writer you're and as an actor you're always like looking at the outside world and you're a people watcher by nature but I think you're always fascinated and I think some of it comes from what you see on social media you read in the news um just your own lived experience and trying to put yourself into um someone else's shoes there are a few songs that deal with quite big important and sometimes quite dark subjects because I think it's important to have all this big celebration and inspiration but also to to sort of say that yeah for some people uh, you know inspiration or celebration isn't enough they need they need more they're in a bad situation so in those circumstances yeah research plays a part in it because you don't want to you, you never want to misrepresent anyone um mm. or, or any yeah. or any topic so um yeah it's a it's a tricky one but that's that's your responsibility as a writer you know if you're gonna put work out there and put words in fictional people's mouths you've got to have confidence that everything that you write down is there for yeah. a reason and is and, yeah. and hopefully resonates with 
with people. Yeah, because I'm sure, like, the variety of characters that you have, there yeah. will be so many people who relate to this. It seems like it's going to be, like, a really relatable show. And I liked what you said about, like, it's just about normal people. And it was, um, what did you say? It's a musical for people who don't like musicals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it can be for big musical theatre fans, or but also for people who don't really listen to musicals, but really feel represented and in musical theatre like it doesn't have to be these like crazy green witches and <laughs> you know do you know what I mean like it musicals can just be about normal people and tell actual real life stories I think it's I think it's so exciting oh thank you um and obviously when you're big rich and famous writer <laughs> you'll hand yeah. this over to a producer and a casting director and all that jazz but in terms of like casting plans because I yeah. know you said you're going to have um performers from all different backgrounds and perspectives yeah. and like what is your plan with casting are you allowed to tell us anything about that well um i i guess the the big thing is it you know as i said you're calling it millennials that's a big broad term and i think the casting has to be as diverse as it possibly can be because um not only is it the the right thing to do it's also it's also the right thing to do for making the piece speak and live and resonate with as many people as you can um yeah. I, you know i'm aware that i'm a white male writing this and it's not it, it's it's my it's my job to make people feel that they belong in this world that we're creating within millennials because the outside world the real world is isn't the most accepting place for a huge amount of people in this you know in our country and and across the world and if i can create something that where people feel safe not only for the characters to feel safe to come and s step up to the microphone and tell their story that they've been dying to get off their chest but also for people mm. watching it I, th I think that's that's my main that's my main concern is the thing that probably keeps me up at night but drives me drives me forwards so Love yeah that. as diverse as possible yeah yeah very exciting um and with the plans with the music yeah. obviously we were talking about like telling stories from pop songs and things like that and you've put out some bops already <laughs> are you releasing like an album and what is your because i know you collaborated with some like pop singers yeah do you want to do like a what are they called like a um concept album you know like how sarah yeah, yeah, yeah. did like waitress yeah, yeah, yeah. but her singing you know what so, I mean? Do, so yeah, like, do you know what? Like, what my, I know my plan always when I was like, because I basically started writing this because I was out of work. I just finished a job. There was nothing coming up and you just write to survive, to sort of stay creative. And so my, my plan always was to do it just as an album because I thought that the potential, A, that led me down to thinking, well, hang on, maybe it can sound as modern as you can because the, the stage is Spotify, you know, as opposed to the Shaftesbury or whatever it's. Yeah, doing. yeah. And, um, and then so that and that is still absolutely my plan so we've got we've already released two singles which was see you sung by the lovely luke bayer and then we had 21st century girl which amazingly we managed to record all in lockdown never none of us ever met we all did it over zoom and wow. yeah amazing with my amazing friend lisa olivant who i've known for ages she's just amazed like an amazing session singer from you know all around the world and um yeah and we've got a third single coming up with someone really exciting called um Rem really exciting. Yeah, yeah um called um <laughs> remember the feeling so that's coming out in um probably you know 
two weeks time ish um yeah but that's all leading up to the album so it's a weird one because i think it's probably less of a concept album and more of just an album you know it, it's a collection of songs that work whether you see them on stage with dance and with confetti and with projections yeah but also work if one of them just pops up in your spotify you could hopefully gain a really good story from just one song or you could go oh hang on this is a collection of stories and they all there's a there's a there's no narrative as such but there's definitely a flow yeah. to it so you feel like it's hitting all the right marks that a musical should but just in a really unconventional way but it worked all right for yeah. like you know jesus christ superstar chess evita oh yeah so, definitely yeah. i think i think it's such a good idea and it's so great that you have that mindset of like like the stage or the West End isn't always the finishing aim. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. creating work and create in musical theatre doesn't mm. have to be like, that's the dream and that's the aim. But like, like, there's so many things you can do. Totally. And also like, this was my idea over two years ago. I could never have guessed that right now that I couldn't even put it on stage for thousands of people to see. Even yeah. if I could, like, like, who knew and but I also think back to like all the shows that I was obsessed with as a kid Spring Awakening Wicked uh, Les Mis or you know all those big ones I was obsessed with them without ever seeing them I seeing couldn't, them I, yeah, yeah I could you know I've, I've never seen Spring Awakening in my life but it's one of my favourite it, so it's, it's always the album it's always the it, and I think there's if I you know if, if I can write something that as an album you you be great if you can see it but you don't have to see it to understand what's what's going on. Um, yeah. That would be amazing, you know. Yeah, very exciting. Yeah. And thinking big, what's like, what's like the five-year plan? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Where where will millennials be in 5 years? I don't know. I don't know. I hope um you know i'm trying to sort of think short term is just getting that album out there which i'm hoping to do before um before christmas so we've got the new single coming out and we're going to start to i've nearly nearly finished writing so we're just going to start the the big work which is getting it orchestrated and in a studio and i've got to give a shout out to nikki and joe davison at auburn jam music they're my orchestrators and recording and mixers and masterers and and they are like masters in, in all the cheesy pun way. They're just amazing. Yeah. And they, they help 
bring it to life and make it sound as modern as it you know it is in my head when yeah. I'm doing my dodgy demos at home. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's there's so much to it. There's yeah. so much to making music that I had no idea about until yeah. like Josh started doing music and even doing podcast stuff like learning about like EQs and compressing oh, yeah. and what's all that do about? You know what I mean, there's just <laughs> so much to it and yeah. the orchestration side of it as well. Like. Yeah. It's just, oh, it's amazing. So are you planning on getting into an actual studio and doing that with people? Yeah, so gonna... so with remember so with obviously CU we did in December before, you know, coronavirus hit and we did that all in the studio. Twenty first Central Girl we did all on Zoom. Um but still you know, the mission control was the studio that Nikki and Joe were in. And then mm. yeah, remember the feeling because obviously um still following all the rules, but we are able now to be in the studio so I was down recording backing vocals the other day um yeah and then our exciting unnamed singer <laughs> um is in later this <laughs> later this week um and we'll and we'll get that done so yeah I mean obviously as we're talking now things are uh, with the rule of six things are getting tighter again so hopefully yeah. things stay good enough numbers wise um in the country that we can you know the good thing is it's 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 a small operation anyway you know it's not a big chorus line of of people or anything like that so i'm hoping that you know if we can do it safely we'll get it done by christmas yeah oh it's so exciting i can't wait to see it take off it's gonna be incredible well thanks um, and just like moving on back to you as a writer for yeah. any like younger aspiring writers because i know some listen to this podcast yeah what how do you put pen to paper because i think that's something that a lot of people like i know quite a few people who have like dipped into writing because of lockdown yeah and so everyone does it differently and i find it fascinating some people like get an idea and they quickly write it on their notes some mm. people record themselves singing when something comes to them some people sit down on a desk with a laptop do you yeah. know what i mean it's yeah, like, yeah yeah how does it work for you when does it come to you um, sometimes it comes, well, yeah, first thing, it, it is so different for everyone. I'm always a bit wary of giving advice because I, I also think like mm. if people wrote in exactly the same way as me, it would probably deny them a little part of themselves, which makes their writing unique. Yeah, it's an individual experience. Yeah, it is. I, I think mm. I think whatever it is that you do, you, you've just got to do it and not be not be. I don't know. So I mean, sometimes for me, things can come very quickly. Sometimes they take ages, and sometimes that's a lot of the time. I I don't really ever have writer's block, but I sometimes I get like writer's fear. Sometimes I'm like scared of going to sit down and not knowing what the next lyric is or not knowing what the next chord is, and and it's like it's almost being scared of that oh, that feeling rather than not necessarily n not knowing. Oh my God, what to do? You've just you've just mm -hmm. got to do it, and whatever that is whatever that means for you um you yeah until until it's on the page literally or like or metaphorically it's 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 not a thing and you've got to just get it down there because it's like i've been writing this for oh, two and a half years now and it it feel, still feels like a day ago that i had the idea and you know time just runs away with you and you've just got to try and get yeah. it out get it out there as, as much as you can and social media obviously is so good now that you you've got you've got a sort of a captive audience where anyone can put something out and potentially be 
seen by millions in within an hour yeah so um yeah yeah just be just yeah trust in your own voice i think love that yeah that's great that seems quite and... highbrow trust in your own voice <laughs> yeah i know it's not like pocahontas <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah what's the tree in pocahontas oh um uh grandma that's it. no oh shall i look it up uh, oak yeah <laughs> oh, oh no this is not interesting for anyone will it? <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna annoy me it's gonna someone annoy will me. tell us someone will tell us in the comments <laughs> um and do you want to carry on writing uh i want to have a, a a holiday after millennials yeah i think you deserve it i think I wanna, you deserve yeah, it i don't want to go near a piano again um yeah oh i totally like it's it's one of those things that you i mean all like even throughout millennials have gone oh that's a good idea and then you're like no 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 like stay with the stay with the thing that you're on yeah i've got so like i'd love to i i think the next thing i'd like to do is i'd love to adapt something rather than because this has come from a to all my musicals before this have come from like a totally original starting point and i'd love to have that experience of adapting a book into a musical or a film or a play or 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 a comic or whatever that is um yeah and also cool. like i'd love to millennials because it's a song cycle and i'm the only person writing it like it's been such a lonely thing which um yeah which, which was quite appealing for me at the start i was like, oh great i'll just do it all myself and now i'm like oh, every time i get to talk to another human being about it or have their imagination in it it's such a relief so i definitely want to do something with nice. a team of people next time yeah do do a bit of collaboration yeah totally yeah yeah and was there a reason you decided to do this on your own or were you just like i've got the idea so I might as well go for it yeah, I'd always wanted to do a song cycle because, you know, I, I loved Songs for a New World as um, as like, I think it's like a seminal piece for a lot of people growing up, probably of, of, of our age. And um, yeah, I also feel like it's a bit of a rite of passage, you know, for like young writers, whether it's Pasig and Paul doing Edges or Songs for a New World or or other things. Mm. So, yeah, I'd, and I think it's just a natural thing with it being a song cycle. I knew I didn't want there to be a script. I do the music and lyrics myself anyway. There was never a need for someone, someone yeah, else with it. Yeah, that makes and, sense. Um, yeah, so hopefully this is my my stab at a song cycle and then who knows, I might do yeah. one in the future, but hopefully not. <laughs> whatever the yeah. sequel of Millennials is. <laughs> yeah, I'll do Gen X or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Gen X, yeah. I it's Gen Z. Oh, I don't know. I'm so old. I do. <laughs> I'll do. I'll do. Boom, I'll do boomers instead. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Amazing. Well, it all sounds incredible. I'm so excited to see what happens with this show. It's going to be awesome. Thank you. So um, much. Shall we? Oh, <laughs> Shall we quickly do some quick fire questions? Oh I do God. this with everyone on my podcast, so you don't tell think me. you, you didn't get tell away me. with you this. You didn't tell me about I this. I know he didn't, did I? <laughs> All right, come on then. They're fun. There's only a few. All right. Um, don't have to be super quick, but if you can, great. No, let's do it. Um, but uh, I say quick fire questions, and everyone ends up talking for like ten minutes. No, come one. on, let's go. We'll go. Um, yeah, you got this. Okay, number one, best thing to come out of lockdown. Oh, uh, millennials, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a given, isn't uh, yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um best piece of advice you've ever received from Stephen Sondheim when I met him outside um a theater once and I said Mr Sondheim I've got so many questions to ask you and he just looked at me and said the answer to all of them is no 
what could be better than that? Like, what could be Is better? Is that actually real? It's like, totally true. The, yeah. Word for word. Totally. Shook his hand and said, it's a pleasure to meet you. I've got so many questions to ask you. The answer to them all is no. And he walked oh, off. Like, I was God. owned by Sundine, but like, what an amazing... Like you're gonna be, <laughs> if you're going to be owned by someone and put down by someone, it's got to be Stephen Sundine. So, yeah. Where did you meet him? It was... What, do you what know what? I was doing a bit of like... It, w- it was a bit of detective work because I knew that Sweeney Todd was on at the ENO, you know, when they did it with uh, Emma Thompson yeah. and Bryn Turfell. And uh, I thought, do you know what? It's press night. I haven't even got tickets, but maybe I'll just go. And I think I was like waiting outside for two hours, but it's just like, this is my my idol, my hero. And yeah, and he just got out of a taxi and you're like, oh my, and shook his hand, very soft hands. Oh. You know, like when you see it, like on the, and they're like, I don't want to wash it. But I literally just like, I was with my friend. I was just like, what do we do now? Because like, I've met yeah. him. And then we went to TGI's. And I did you watch the show? Really no, I did. I did like in a few weeks time. But no, I literally just met him. Oh, and right. then it was like, I need a drink. So we went to TGI's and got really drunk. <laughs> oh, I love that yeah. celebration. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, do you have any pet peeves? Oh, uh, uh, Tories. Yeah, standard. I know it's probably bigger than pet peeves. Pet peeves. Oh god. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, go to meal. Okay, now this. I was hoping there wasn't going to be a a food. Uh, I don't know. I love like (laughs) I. Do you know what I love? Like a stir fry meal deal. If we can get some nice prawns (laughs) and a sauce. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, you get the you get the veg and then the noodles yeah, and then the sauce that. and then the protein. Yeah, and it says serves two, and I'm like, nah. no, no, just one. <laughs> yeah, that's always a good go-to. I though. love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, favorite film of all time. Oh, favorite film of all time. Uh, I don't know. I love the Truman Show. I always speak on social media that I want to write the musical. So. If anyone is oh listening, my I'd gosh, love to do that. that would be so good. Yeah. Uh, oh, um, another Jim Carrey one, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, is amazing. Um, Which one? Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Him and Kate Winslet. Ooh. Have you not seen it? <gasps> no. Oh, it's amazing, and it's like, yeah, it's all sort of, it's a little bit like there's a bit of Inception quality to it. It's sort of like a, a, a thriller yeah. set in a dream, and it's really romantic and beautiful and scary. And yeah, it's amazing. Oh, Kirsten nice. Dunst, Elijah Wood, I think. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh wow, I'll watch but, that. There you go. I actually can't believe Truman Show the musical isn't a thing yet. Right? Yeah. Like thinking about it, I'm like, especially oh now, like when we're That's all perfect. like we all create our own mini Truman Show, like. We're all desperate yeah. to be Truman now. I think like they couldn't, yeah. they couldn't have even imagined in the nineties when me. they did it. Yeah, like yeah. Oh, I'd love to do it. I'd love to do it. I think. Such um, a good but film. do it. Yeah, yeah. It is amazing. Um, so people people kind of struggled to ask, answer oh, this no. one. I struggled what with a stir the stir fry. <laughs> <laughs> what is the biggest compliment you've ever received? Oh, um, I don't know. I guess it's probably like, it's probably from the people that are closest to, you know, when you like, Mm. do you know, there's like, there's like, I've got a video of my dad singing along to see you. 
and that's quite Aww. like and it's his and it's yeah. his and it's his ringtone so ding 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 every time Aww. someone calls that is a good ringtone yeah. actually there we go everyone <laughs> um <laughs> and uh yeah so it's 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 probably those little things like that which are really big yeah yeah so not even like a said compliment just i mean like i'd like that I mean, happen that you're grateful for i'd like a tony award or something like that that would be nice <laughs> i've got a shelf up there that's sort of near but there it is until then <laughs> until then my dad ringtone <laughs> yeah oh i love that i love that um and last question which i ask everyone if there was a musical about your life and you can play the title role who would you have play it and why oh, now that is really tricky um oh my goodness um, if if you can't think you can create like a super superhuman a superhuman oh you mean like a lizard on five like, like oh, like oh you a, mean like the head the of the voice of this person oh my God. The... <laughs> I, was, I was going like down batman instead of like hmm yeah i don't know maybe i'd do something like you know like fossey did with is it all that jazz and maybe i'd have to like lots of different people play like different parts of me and we'll go like really Ooh, yeah I we'll haven't go really avant-garde or something yeah um yeah but, but I, different sides of you yeah but i won't write it because it sounds too much like a song cycle and i'm going to be done with yeah song cycles. <laughs> <laughs> i'll be there at press too many night song yeah, cycles. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love that that's a very good answer It'd be very very edgy yeah i yeah, love it let's do it <laughs> amazing Thank you so much for coming on, Elliot. It's oh, been thanks so much for having me. This. It's been really fun. Um, where can everyone listen to this? Follow you on socials. Yeah, What's, so you, where you can, can they find you? You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Elliot J Clay, and you can follow Millennials on uh, at Millennials Musical on Instagram and at Millennials and a couple of underscores on Twitter. Um, yeah, <laughs> and all our songs are on all our songs are on Spotify and iTunes and Amazon and Google Play and you name it. So yeah, have a listen. And we've got our new one coming in a couple of weeks, start of October. So yeah. And then the album before Christmas. Touching wood. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I can't wait. I'll be there. Thank you, mate. It's going to be very exciting. Ooh. Have a wonderful day. And, and you I'll too. see you soon. See you later. Bye. See you later. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.